time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolos. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com, all subscriptions, past episodes, and more. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at pinballprofile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. You know this guy because every Monday you go to your computer and you check what the latest is in pinball with This Week in Pinball. Jeff Patterson joins us right now. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Good. How are you doing, sir? Jeff, you know, you and I talk quite a bit. And the funny thing is, I would say very, very little of it is about pinball. It's usually about your Chicago White Sox, my Toronto Blue Jays. Yes, that is true. And uh, White Sox just made a major managerial hire and everything is going wrong so far. Nothing like letting go of the guy who's up for manager of the year and takes the team to the biggest rebound ever as far as winning percentage. Yeah, I think that was a mistake. Tony LaRusso's days are done. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We got a good young team, but we already have guys that are saying, you know, I'm not going to change how I play for him. So Tim Anderson? Yes, it's not looking promising right now. No, I I think LaRusso was a mistake, but again, that's uh, just trying to correct an old error. But anyway, it's too bad because that's a good team in Chicago White Sox. But how about we talk a little bit of pinball because that seems to be dominating your life. You have this job on top of a job, and that is this week in pinball. And it is expanding and expanding. And this week we just saw something new. Thanks for sending me back to school, Jeff. Pinball University is here. I know it's uh, it's up there with Harvard and Stanford. It's it's very prestigious. Um, no, we, I mean our our main goal. We we just launched it this week. And uh, and first, let me say, going back a little bit, I took on a, a partner this year on TWIP. His name's Will Odding, and. He's uh, the webmaster for TWIP now, and he's helped a ton on the website side of things and has had a ton of great ideas. Can't understate what what a great addition he's been to TWIP. And he's he's freed up time for me, and he's also he's been working also on the Pinball University stuff. He's uh, one of the authors for that. So he's been amazing. But, yeah, it's we're trying to – do the trying to bring new people into the hobby and trying to grow the hobby going into pinball university with kind of the the idea that there's no you know stupid questions we were all super new at one point um you know trying to figure out how to turn the game on and how to start a multiplayer game and stuff like that so that's why will is so good he's one of his features is pinball for dummies yeah exactly He's written, I think he's got three or four courses out there now. We've got Pinball University broken up into like three different categories. We've got beginners and then intermediate and then experts. So yeah, Will's writing content. And I talked to uh, Zid1900 on Pinside. Um, his name's Vadim. And I, I think I'm pronouncing that right. And then also talked to uh, Robin on Pinside to get permission to use some of the, the vid vids guides on this so we're basically going through the vids guides and taking out any of the i guess taking out all the noise um all the extra posts and things like that and just making it one one guide without all the extra posts and things like that except for questions and and i send these to uh zid 1900 and then you know he he goes through and refines it too so Early vid guides, we've got upgrading and rebuilding flippers. Very, very important, especially I think that was one of the biggest fears about owning a game for the first time is how do I fix this? And at some point, flippers are going to need to be upgraded or rebuilt. So there's that. And you've also got more detailed things like removing side rails. Yeah. And and let me ask you this. Have you, I have not removed side rails ever. Um, I've done a couple flipper rebuilds. Have you tried 
venturing into uh, flipper rebuilds at all? Flipper rebuilds, yes. You know, when you buy the package, it's got all the parts in there. So really, you just look at an old one, take it apart, put it back together. I need step-by-step instructions. So I'm a little nervous. I've had somebody build one and I help with the other one. So I haven't actually done it by myself from scratch. But, uh, you know, I would feel a little more comfortable with with videos for sure. And and you can see that on thisweekinpinball.com. That's kind of, I mean, I've done a flipper rebuild. I'm the same way. I need like something to hold my hand along the way because it's working on pinball machines can be super daunting. And, and there are a lot of good, you know, resources out there now, you know, Clay Harrell has pinrepair.com and then there's a pin wiki. I don't know if you've been to that site, that's got a ton of good stuff. And then there's, you know, IPDB, uh, pinballhelp.com and there's just tons of good resources but trying to make this kind of a one-stop shop and have it dumbed down enough that could understand, you know, how to do some of this stuff. Well, that's the thing, you know, this week in pinball, I think when it first started was kind of a kind of a recap of what happened in the week that was and maybe some top five stories and a little bit here and there, some some links and stuff. It has grown immensely. I mean, we're just talking about right now, the Pinball University, and we mentioned Pinball for Dummies and uh, the Beginner's Guide. Uh, you've even got virtual pinball in there too, actually. Yeah, we just started uh, We just started virtual pinball. Actually, interesting, Chris Freebus, who does the uh, Blockade Pinball podcast, he wrote a Beginner's Guide to Digital Pinball. And Digital Pinball helped a lot of people, myself included, get kind of back into, I, I know that, Getting back into pinball was, for me, there were two things that I point at. Pinball Arcade is one. I got hooked on Pinball Arcade. And two was seeing Wizard of Oz and just being blown away by by all the features and everything in that game. I'm right there with you with Pinball Arcade. When I saw these old games that I was used to in exact digital form, pretty good gravity, pretty good you know physics, and certainly the same rule set and graphics, I was like, okay, now I got to get some of these games. And games I had never even seen before. I mentioned before, I'd never played Flight 2000, loved it on Pinball Arcade, had to find one. Yeah, and, and you learn, it's such a good way to learn the rules to games. And that was when I really kind of picked up that, oh, you know, Pinball has all these modes and things you can finish and you can progress through, you know, the levels just like you would like a Mario game or something like that. But the number one, and I'd have to go back and look at this, but for a while, the number one most viewed post on TWIP was a beginner's guide to digital pinball, which was written by Chris Freebus of the Blockade podcast. So um, that just gives you kind of an idea of, of how, you know, massively popular digital pinball is. So pinball is so expensive, Jeff, as you know, so it's not for everyone, whereas digital certainly more affordable. So I'm not surprised that that was that popular. And, you know, think of the video game world, right? Pinball cannot compete with that because it is just so much easier to have a video game console to have the games to play online. We're not at that yet with pinball. So we are with virtual pinball. It just, from a competitive standpoint, hasn't really taken off the way I wish it would, actually. Yeah, and that's that's a great point, Jeff, because I think, and this is kind of what Pinball University and what I've been trying to do with TWIP is, you know, people that, that get on a pinball website or listen to a pinball podcast, if they're reading pinball news or listening to pinball news, then you're probably already pretty hardcore into the the hobby. But trying to branch out, pinball has, I think one of the big 
areas that pinball can improve a ton is to be more friendly to beginners because it is a, it's a tough hobby to get into it's not super approachable to what you were saying i mean if you're looking to buy a machine for your home you know they're expensive they break often they have a large footprint you know when you look at a gaming console or something this is going to it's like a big piece of furniture that's awesome that you can play and have a blast on and they're a pain to move and like even at arcades you know starting a game or like i said starting a multiplayer game can be kind of confusing and intimidating for new people when i first got into the hobby i got invited to a, a guy's house that lives here in indiana he's got the best as far as i know the the best collection in indiana and it's from machines of all different eras and i saw a black hole there and i had played on location some but it, those were you know mainly stern and jjp and and those type of games I saw a black hole and I thought, oh, I played that on Pinball Arcade. I've never even seen one in real life. And I went up and there wasn't a start button. Like, and I <laughs> had to actually like whisper to the guy because there was kind of, I was kind of waiting in line and I got up to it and I looked down to press the start button and it wasn't there. And I had to turn to the guy behind me and say, how do I start this thing? So. No, we've all been there too. And it's funny you talk about being a noob. I've sold a few games in my time. Games come in and out, and I love when I sell to somebody when they say it's their first machine because I remember that excitement getting my first machine and being nervous and just being available after the purchase to help with anything and even following up and finding out how things are going and mm-hmm. and finding out that, oh, I've now purchased a second or a third, and that's what this hobby's all about. And it's really a good community helping others too, so these tools on Pinball University on This Week in Pinball are going to help a lot of people. Yeah, and it's I, I appreciate that. That's the goal. We're, we're looking at getting some videos out there, too. Um, and just uh, we've got some just major, major things in the pipeline right now. It's just getting time to get everything done. But it is, it's tough. You hear programmers and, and designers say all the time that they're trying to make machines that appeal to to both the new players and to the the hardcore hobbyists. And that's a difficult thing to do. And I think it's difficult in, in all aspects of pinball, like the, from manufacturers doing it to, you know, the how to type guides um, on repairs and even down to podcasters and streamers and stuff, trying to make your podcast appeal to, to somebody that's new in the hobby, but also make it appeal to people that are, have been in it a long time. I mean, do you run into that some with, I guess, you know, pinball profile is a little bit of a different animal. It's so unique, but. Pinball profile is more about people in the community. It's not so much yeah. about the games. I mean, if I'm talking to a designer or a coder, obviously we're probably game specific, but it's more about the different uh, people. And there are so many that, I think I'm now over 500 different people I've interviewed, whether it's long form or short form. And uh, it's neat because everybody has different thoughts of what pinball means to them. And it's great that there are so many different avenues to bring us into this community. You probably see that as well on This Week in Pinball. Yeah, and it is fun. I mean, I'm sure you get it too just from hearing from people that it's fun getting emails and stuff from people that just, hey, I just found your site. I just got my first pinball machine and, you know, just have that new passion for the hobby. Everybody loves a new toy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and this, I don't know what it is about pinball. It's just, it is, uh, it just gets into your blood like like, uh, no other hobby that I've been a part of where it's just, and there's so many passionate people 
but yeah, I mean, I've been doing TWIP for, I'm not sure how many years now and I still, it's fun. Like, and, and I'm sure you, it's the same way with the podcast. It's, it's fun. I would say it's fun. I mean, I've expanded from pinball profile to making sure that Marty Robbins is still doing great things on air from his head to head pinball days. And we do the final round now. And, and I've even started another podcast, a third one. This is nothing to do with pinball, but this is just me and my son talking about something that means so much to us. And we do a little star Wars podcast called my young Padawan. And it's just, it's just goofy. It's a good bonding time with uh, my 15 year old Brady. So that's, that's fun. Yeah. Why not? Right. I mean, it's, I'm not going to put as much effort into the editing and research and stuff like that because Brady's the guy who's full of knowledge. So he, he does it all. And, uh, Mm -hmm. just, it's just a good thing we do every couple of weeks, but I don't see an end for it for me other than time. You know, that is the hardest thing. I'm recording this interview on Saturday, November 14th. My goal is it will come out before Thanksgiving because uh, there's some time-sensitive things, but it it does take a Mm -hmm. little bit to edit and whatnot. This is a small potatoes compared to what you and Will are doing at This Week in Pinball, the hours that you put into this. And we just talked about Pinball University, but let's go into something that it's actually my favorite thing of This Week in Pinball is the deep dives. I know you do polls to find out what everybody likes, and the great thing is there's different aspects for everyone. It doesn't, you don't have to just focus on the favorite. You've got something for everyone, but the deep dives that does it for me. And you've done some recent moments with guns and roses, even multimorphics, Ranger in the ruins, Avengers, infinity quest. That's gotta be a lot of work, but boy, I hope you're getting the payoff for it. Cause they're great. Yeah. I, I love it. Well, everybody loves when a new pinball machine is announced and, and it's well, everybody that's crazy. And in this hobby, I mean, I love like learning about the the new machines. So what I typically do, depending on when when a machine is released, I'll take a a vacation day from work and spend that day just diving into this new machine, writing up the article, learning as much as I can, reaching out to the when I have questions and stuff, you know, reaching out to the it, a lot of it is reaching out to the the software designer of the of the machine to make sure that I have everything you know as as correct as I can on the deep dives but but we I go back to those personally when if I get a machine you know a, I got a a Jurassic Park pro machine here and and I'll go back to when I get a machine I go back to those deep dives and check them out so you know just to learn how to play and and that kind of stuff it's it's always fun to learn you know, I like learning on the fly some, but I also, when I get stuck on stuff, it's it's fun to, you know, learn as much as you can about a game and know what you're shooting for. One of the deep dives that I have to imagine has more hits than probably anything you've done in the last year or so was the day after the deep root concern <laughs> of the game not coming out. But here you are on This Week in Pinball and here is absolutely everything that you were allowed to reveal from Deep Root, not only your time there in Texas, but future games. And there was a lot there. I mean, boy, you provided a lot of content for podcasters. I'll tell you that right now. But that was something to see. Now, I'm not going to ask you specific questions because I know you signed an NDA. But mm-hmm. since then, and since things have been released, what can you tell us about that trip when you went there? And what were the positives you saw? So the Deep Root experience didn't turn out how any of us thought it was going to turn out. Uh, that includes, especially, you know, the, the folks at Deep Root, you know, Steve Bowden and, and Robert and, and the rest of them, it didn't go as, as they were 
envisioning. But let me just say this. So the people that went down there, it was myself, Crystal Gemnick, Lauren Gray, Chris Chandler, Colin McAlpine, and Carrie Hardy. And my favorite part of the weekend, I know this sounds cliche, but it was just, it was just having it feel normal for a while. Like we were traveling in, during the pandemic, but the numbers were a little bit, they weren't as out of control as they are now. But just to go down and play pinball and see people and just talk pinball, you know, and just, uh, it was a really unforgettable experience. That was, I think, for for all six of us still. And, and it puts us in kind of a weird and awkward situation as far as not being able to talk about certain things. But if I could go back and go again, I still would because it was it's it's one of those unforgettable experiences, you know, and we'll see what happens with them. Well, fingers crossed. I think we all are excited to see what Deep Root can do because 2020 has been a great year for all pinball companies. I mean, maybe some of the best games ever for each of them. Great success story with Spooky to start the year with Rick and Morty. Gotta love what P3 Multimorphic's doing. Holy cow. Uh, that heist looks mm-hmm. spectacular. American, I played Hot Wheels for the first time a few weeks ago. And even though there were other games there that I hadn't played, including Guns N' Roses, Turtles, Avengers, I wasn't one and done. I was playing Hot Wheels a few times because I was really enjoying it. I only had limited time or I would have been playing it a lot more. But that's a great game. Everyone has just really stepped it up. Yeah, and I unfortunately haven't had a chance to play most of those games. I've played Heist, but I haven't played... Turtles, I haven't played Avengers, I haven't played GNR, and haven't played Hot Wheels. Although I did, I don't know if you saw, did you sign up for the uh, sweepstakes for the free Hot Wheels? I didn't. I should have. I didn't. I typically don't sign up for giveaways in pinball just because I think it might look bad if if I win. But That's kind of my thought. For this one, I thought it's an actual pinball machine. Screw it, I'm doing it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, that's great. And... I'm actually a big Joe Balser fan. I like his games a lot. The Simpsons is perhaps my favorite game ever. You mentioned Wizard of Oz. And I really like all three American pinball games. I know people are concerned about maybe the shots are too tight or it's too stop and go maybe on Houdini. I'm fine with it. I think graphically it looks spectacular. Oktoberfest, that's a fun game. It's a cool ramp. It's cool little modes maybe aren't quite there, but when you add... Joe Schober, along with what Josh Kugler's doing, they really are stepping it up. And it all came together with Hot Wheels. So got to say, I'm really impressed with what the company's doing. The hardest thing right now, and unfortunately, it's really COVID-related. It's just the manufacturing is very, very difficult. I can't believe that Gary Stern had mentioned on that WGN interview that there were some 5,000-plus back orders. That had me a little concerned. That's incredible. And Stern, which is you know, the master of manufacturing, if they're that backlogged and we've heard other companies, you know, I know that Stern doesn't talk a lot about details, but we've heard, you know, Charlie at Spooky say that it's been tough to get even some of the basic parts. Yeah. Basic parts and, you know, Haggis and JJP and Dutch recently put it on update as well. And, and they said that they've been you know, one of the biggest hurdles is getting parts. So uh, it's, I think it's hard for, if you're not actually manufacturing to know what the challenges have been. But uh, for the fact that Stern is behind is, uh, you know, that's pretty telling because they are, 
they're the mothership. They know they know how to manufacture. But you could look at that two ways too. Yes, they're five thousand orders behind, but that just tells you the demand as well. And you have to do some understanding with COVID and getting parts and restrictions and tariffs and all these kind of fun things that are all put into what is twenty twenty. But back to this week in pinball, you've done something else. We talked about how it's just evolved over the past few years and really just like the pinball companies have stepped it up, you have as well. We've been seeing the Twip TV and the monthly recaps. Boy, those are good. Yeah, that's been uh, that's been a very fun venture that we've we've gone into, and we want to do more in the in the video realm because it's just a different medium for for people to take things in. But Casey, who is our host, uh, she's phenomenal, and the whole thing is, and going back to kind of appealing to beginners or to those people that are new to the hobby, is this is a way, it's a monthly recap, it's less than 10 minutes, you'll get the highlights of the month, and you'll get it in kind of a, a fun way. So it, that's been kind of the driving force, really with a lot of the stuff that Will and I have been doing on This Week in Pinball, is to try to find that sweet spot of appealing to those new in the hobby and, and the hardcore people. You know, it's a tough spot. It's a difficult thing to do. Going back to, I think, a special when lit podcast, Ken Cromwell, during that podcast, you know, somebody would say something like, well, that sounds like something Lyman would do. And Cromwell would always like pipe in and say, you know, you're talking about Lyman Sheets, the Stern software designer. And I know some people thought that was like talking down or condescending or something like that, but I love that kind of stuff. Because he's bringing people in and you can't assume that everyone is, but listen, I've done almost 300 of these episodes. People don't know if they're listening for the first time and they hear me badmouth Josh Sharp, they're like, what the hell is that all about? Go back and listen and you'll realize what kind of a crooked son of a... (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. But the point is... By the way, would now be a good time to to mention that he joined the Twippy Committee this year? Really? Very nice. Oh, it's all going downhill. Oh, gosh. Oh, well. (laughs) A lot of second place awards. Okay. And like keeping the appealing to a lot of different listeners or viewers, that's something that I think made Coast to Coast Pimmel podcast so good with Nate Shivers. I'm sure you listened to Nate Shivers in the past. Little sneak peek, Nate is the next episode of Pinball Profile. Uh, so will it be before this or after this airs? I've already recorded Nate. It'll air after this episode. Okay. But, you know, he he talked news and he talked current events, which is, you know, mainly for people that are already in the hobby. But he also had stuff for new people like and the year was, and you know, and, and where you'd go through, and the year was 1998, and he'd talk about what happened in pinball during that year, and he'd do trip reports, which you know, him going to to different uh, different pinball arcades and stuff. Welcome to the D list was another one where he'd talk about you know some of the machines on Pinside that are like ranked really low, and talk about those machines that people you know don't usually talk about going up, going down where he talked about like which machines were going up in price and which ones were going down in price, which I totally stole for the Twit podcast when I pitched Zach many on that he should do a market trends segment. And so if the Twit podcast, you can see some of the stuff that, that was just stolen from, from Nate Shivers and everything that he did. But he, he also, his girlfriend at the time, Teresa, uh, she was giving an outsider's perspective. And, you know, there, like you were saying, there weren't 
like inside jokes about other people and podcasts and stuff. And it, it just, for me, you know, I listened to, to Nate's podcast while I was drywalling my basement and it just, it made it easy to listen to when I was new to the hobby because there was a lot of stuff for new people and the, the podcasts were kind of timeless. That's true because you have to think of the attrition of the listenership or viewership on TV shows, movies, whatever the case may be, right? So in the case of a podcast, there are always new people coming in. You can see that. It translates very easily with IFPA. Look at how many new members come in every year. Not this year, of course, but that means there are new people to pinball and they want to absorb more, whether it's This Week in Pinball, podcasts, streams, whatever the case may be. So people kind of come in, people come out. So you kind of have to bring them along and not be too, too inside. Speaking of new people coming in and things that are new, on This Week in Pinball, you've got first takes. Yes, that is growing, um, and we're, we're hoping that continues to grow. But, but we wanted to kind of get some of the people that are in the industry to rate what they think, you know, about the, a new machine, and then also get, you know, pinball hobbyists to be able to share their views on a new machine. And this is, it's not a review or anything like that. It's a game that has just been revealed, and, and it's like everybody. As soon as something's revealed, I, I make, you know, snap judgments on it, and half the time they're right, half the time they're wrong, and the best way to to uh, learn if you like a new machine is to to go play it. But it's fun, kind of a fun to read about, you know, these new creations that these pinball manufacturers are, are putting out in the world and just try to see things from other points of view and kind of see things from, you know, through somebody else's eyes. Well, Jeff, it's good to catch up with you and really well done with everything you've done on This Week in Pinball. It's grown and grown as it continues and especially with Will coming on board. Are you all ready for Thanksgiving? All ready for Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to do yet. I'm in Indiana, which is uh, not as cold as Canada, but still cold. And I'm not sure what we're going to do Thanksgiving-wise. But I'll do a quick plug here that that TWIP is going to have our yearly uh, Black Friday post that will go up uh, probably on Thanksgiving and run throughout the weekend. And we'll have all the kind of a one-stop shop for all the Black Friday pinball deals and then we'll also, separate from our normal monthly giveaways where we give away like pin stadiums and Comet and Titan pinball and Silver Ball swag and such, uh, we're going to have some big giveaways for that Black Friday weekend only. And it's going to be a PS5 or a Color DMD. So it's always one of the busiest weekends traffic-wise on the TWIP website. So we're looking forward to that over the weekend. And buying i already got a list of stuff i need to buy from marco so (laughs) well thank you very much for everything you do on this week in pinball and you know there's a way for people to support this week in pinball do you want to maybe suggest how people can help you out because you do put in so many hours yeah i appreciate that and and we do have a patreon page just search for this week in pinball or go to this week in pinball website and you can you can find that but i do want to say this you know if you don't support twip that's fine but if you have like a, a podcast or a twitch stream or website that that you frequent that you find value in please support those people because we talk about the good old days with coast to coast or head to head or you know whatever podcast or and at some point i don't want us to be talking about the good old days with pinball profile or twip or pinside or i just support the websites that you enjoy, support the podcasts that you enjoy. That 
just tremendous help to, to the people that are putting all the time in. A lot of time for sure and a lot of enjoyment for many of us in the pinball community. Jeff, all the best. Happy Thanksgiving, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you soon, man. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com. All your subscriptions, past episodes, and more. We're on Twitter and Instagram at pinballprofile. You can email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. I'm Jeff Teoles. <laughs>